0: Block Talk Radio.
1: Welcome to GNAC Insider, the show that takes you inside the Great Northwest Athletic Conference. Hear from student-athletes, coaches, and administrators from one of the premier conferences in Division II. Now, here's your host, Rob Lowry.
0: From Portland, Oregon to Lacey, Washington, and from uh, Seattle, Washington to wherever it is you may be listening, welcome to GNAC Insider your weekly look at the great Northwest Athletic Conference coming up a little later in tonight's program. We'll wrap up what happened around the GNAC last week. Take a look ahead to what's coming up in the GNAC this week. And also, don't blink, because a little later in our program, we're going to have one of the fastest performers ever to appear on GNAC Insider. Seattle Pacific sprinter Grace Bly will join us a little bit later this evening. Also, Tyler Fitchett, St. Martin's golf standout, is going to join us a little bit later. But right now at the top of tonight's program, it is my honor to be joined by the head softball coach from Concordia University, Shelly Whitaker, joining us tonight from Portland. Shelly, thanks for joining us on GNAC Insider.
2: Hey, Rob, thanks for having me tonight.
0: Well, I've got to talk to you about the, the play of your Concordia squad You were, frankly, picked last in the GNAC Coaches preseason poll, and I, I know you're aware of that, but you entered the GNAC Championships as the number three seed, so certainly you have exceeded at least the expectations of your fellow coaches. What has made your Cavs program so successful this year?
2: I think it's a combination of a couple of things. I think they underestimated our recruiting efforts. You know, I put in a lot of time over the summer and whether it was our incoming transfers that we received or our freshmen stepping up and stepping in, I think, you know, at the end of the day, to me, recruiting is your lifeline to success. And I think on top of that, um, I've had Angelina Mexicano and Leslie Poole as assistant coaches. And I just added Robert Isaias in the off season, this summer as well. And I think the combination of, you know, recruiting and coaching efforts just took us um you know, from where we were and I was I was happy with the the amount of work that we had done to a point, but it takes a little bit extra effort to get above and beyond and I think, you know, that's what helped us kind of take that final leap.
0: Now you have a, a very extensive pedigree in coaching. You've coached five all Americans 11 all-region players, 43 all-conference selections, 35 academic All-Americans as well. And I know that academics is important to you as well. But, but when you're scouting, what do you look for? How can you tell that this player has it and wh- whatever that it is for your Concordia program? How do you know that that particular player is going to be a fit for the program? And conversely, the school will be a fit for that player as well.
2: Yeah, you know, I think when we're out there recruiting, everybody wants, you know, the the top stud out there. They want the pitcher throwing, you know, 67, 68 miles an hour, the top shortstop. But I think that we have uh, to look a little bit deeper. And I think uh, the big thing for us and the number one thing I look for is field presence. Do they bring it? When you look on the field, where's the focal point? And I know pitching is, you know, it's got the circle around it and everyone's attention goes straight to the pitcher. But I think, you know, whether you're a shortstop, first base, you know, center fielder or catcher the field presence that you bring and that the enthusiasm and attitude that you bring to the field itself is something that i is drawn to me right away and you know secondary what are the grades like you know for us we're looking at 3.5 gpa coming out of high school and then beyond that are you willing to move you know i know when i first took this program over when i was looking at the existing roster most of the student athletes for were from oregon washington A couple from uh, Canada, and we've extended out now. You know, we've extended Hawaii down to Northern California, Southern California, and out into you'll see some players coming in from Arizona and Utah for next year, too. So I think, uh, you know, just expanding the recruiting base and getting our name out there. I know the Concordia schools, uh, you know, five to seven of us out there. The name is out there, but specifically Concordia University of Portland and what that means to us, what it means to softball and the type of play that we, uh, you know, the expectations, the type of style of ball that we play up there, getting that name out as well.
0: You talk about players being willing to move. You yourself personally were willing to move. <laughs> Three years ago, you were serving as an associate athletic director at Yeshiva University in Manhattan, New York. And you've come all the way west. Now, I want to talk about the move in just a moment, but you told me something extremely interesting before we began tonight's GNAC Insider, and that was as the Associate Athletic Director, you actually worked on the men's campus of Yeshiva University as compared to the women's campus. Talk a little bit about what you did there at Yeshiva University.
2: Yeah, when I made the move in, uh, I made the move across from coast to coast three times now. Uh, So I was located down in Southern California when I decided to take the position in New York City. And when I took that, I got out of coaching and went straight into administration as associate athletics director. And you're correct. I was up uh, at the men's campus, Yeshiva men's campus was in upper Manhattan and the women's campus was in Manhattan proper. Uh, So as an associate athletic director, I was dealing both with the men and women, but with separated campuses. And anyone who's been in New York City, you know, although upper Manhattan and Manhattan proper are not far distance wise, time traveling wise, they, they certainly are or can be, uh, can be uh, troublesome getting from one campus to another. But as associate athletic director, directed everything from compliance, uh, eligibility, uh, ordering, tracking, inventory, like all those good things for both campuses. So it's all encompassing on the, the uh, administrative side of things.
0: Okay, then what was it about this Concordia job that not only encouraged you to come from the East Coast all the way back to the <laughs> West Coast, but to get out of administration and back into the coaching realm?
2: Yeah, I think I knew when I left uh, you know, Southern California, which is quite heaven in its own sense of the word. It's just a little pricey, but I moved to the the opposite coast and um, you know, I found myself when it, although I was associate Athlet- athletic director on the men's campus, I got into indoor training for softball i met up with these two gentlemen who opened an indoor facility and i headed the the softball side of it and as i got you know drawn in more and more and i was spending more time at the indoor facility on top of the 40 hours i was putting in as associate athletic director i don't quite think softball is out of my blood yet and so um you know after i did that year there i was just like i have to get back into coaching and give another go around because between the travel ball and the indoor training i was like it's just that's where my passion lied and you know uh fortunately for me this position opened up and uh portland was actually one of the areas i've always wanted to go to never visited until my actual interview so uh in hindsight it kind of all works out works out in the end
0: well portland is certainly a beautiful city i have many friends down there and and i've spent time there and you certainly have come into a beautiful part of the country there's no question about that and also a very rich uh, athletic tradition down there that the Cavaliers are going to add to as they host the GNAC Championships this week at Porter Park down there in Portland. What does it mean to you as the coach and to the Cavaliers program and to the institution for that matter to be selected for the for the host role for this year's tourney?
2: I think it means a lot. I mean, first and foremost, I think it's a tremendous stride for the program. You know, we transitioned over from NAI, which, you know, the Concordia of Portland uh, institution and in the NAI world has been tremendous. You know, they finished up in the at nationals for the NAI and then transitioned over to Division Two. And you know, just going through that transition, I think sometimes people sell it a little bit short and what that transition means and the time that it takes to get the program from a certain level from NAI over to Division Two. And then uh, you know, for us to be picked uh, dead last in the in the conference and being able to uh, to make strides in the off season and do what we need to do through fall and you know, winning the games we needed to here uh, in the spring season to make tournament itself. And then on top of that, host, I, I think it's tremendous as an institution. It just speaks volumes for the quality of, you know, administrators and coaches that we have around in order to make this happen in a matter of a week. You know, we were just notified, yeah. I think, late last week that we are going to host this. So I just, you know, I, I give a lot of credit to, to our administration for the decision.
0: And, of course, the the decision was made because of foul weather conditions there in Billings where the tournament was going to be held. Now, this coming Thursday afternoon, you get your side of the tourney underway when you take on number two, Western Oregon. When you look at being able to host and then playing your closest GNAC rival, Uh, This has got to be extremely exciting in that regard and I'm expecting and I think you are as well probably a pretty good house a pretty good turnout for that contest would that be would be that would be a fair assessment.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I think, you know, uh, our matchups uh, a couple weekends ago when we played each other was super tight. I think, you know, I give a lot of credit to Western Oregon. They're a super quality team. They performed, you know, all year long. Um, You know, they're fast. Their outfield is fast. They're top of the lineup, bottom of the lineup, and then they can can swing the bats through the middle. So, you know, I think going into it, our outlook is to – just kind of take the energy that we had on Sunday and roll it in, not stress ourselves out too much and just do what we do. I think sometimes we get a little in our own heads and try to be something we're not. And as long as we play, you know, gritty Concordia softball, I think we can be right there and compete.
0: Well, uh, this time has gone by much, much too quickly tonight. Coach Whitaker, Shelley Whitaker from Concordia university. It's been a joy to be able to talk to you. I hope that we'll have an opportunity to sit down and talk a little more in depth about your time back there in New York at some point on uh, on an upcoming GNAC Insider. But until then, good luck to you and the Cavaliers. Have a great tournament down there when you host the GNAC Softball Championships. And I look forward to talking to you again in the not-too-distant future.
2: I appreciate it. Thank you, Rob.
0: Shelly Whitaker joining us tonight from Portland here on GNAC Insider. It is GNAC Insider. I am Robert Lowry, and we're going to turn from softball to golf as Tyler Fitchett from the St. Martin's University Golf Squad, and he's a good one. He'll join us next on GNAC Insider, so stay tuned. Make sure
1: to follow the GNAC on social media. Find us on Twitter and Facebook by searching GNAC Sports. And visit us on the web at GNACsports.com. GNAC Insider will be right back.
2: Now is the perfect time to enjoy a romantic stay at the Coeur d'Alene Resort. Book a Lake Tower Room with a cozy fireplace and world-class view of Lake Coeur d'Alene. Take advantage of Beverly's renowned wine cellar and five-star dining. Or enjoy the resort's many luxury amenities, including our award-winning spa, indoor pool, and fitness facility. You just can't beat the view from the Coeur d'Alene Resort. Packages start at just $189. To book your getaway, call or visit CDAResort.com.
0: Every time a student learns something new, makes a discovery, or helps a team, it's not just good for that student, it's good for the whole community. At St. Martin's University, we know the impact a well-prepared graduate can have on the world. That's why, last year, we extended more than $11 million in scholarships to our students. Because the more we invest in them, the brighter the future becomes for all of us. Well, now on GNAC Insider, it is my pleasure to be joined by Tyler Fitchett from the St. Martin's golf team, just a sophomore. But, Tyler, you've had an absolutely tremendous year. you ranked ninth in the GNAC in scoring average this season and a 74 clip, which is tops on the St. Martin's team. So, congratulations on having that tremendous year.
3: Hey, thank you. I appreciate that.
0: Now, you're tied for fourth individually at the GNAC Championships. You tied for fourth, I should say, with a two-over par total score of 215. That performance helped you earn an invitation to the 2019 NCAA Division II Men's Golf West and South Central Regional coming up May 9th and 11th in St. George, Utah. When you were performing at the GNAC Championships, was that your best rounds of golf on the season when you look back over it now? Um,
3: I think it was was definitely up there, um, but not exactly my best rounds. Um, I definitely put myself in a good position after the first two rounds and the third round. The weather came up, and I just didn't have my A game. And uh, that prevented me, I think, from having my best performance of the season. But uh, it was definitely up there.
0: All right. With that one, now in the rearview mirror, you're looking ahead down to St. George, Utah for the upcoming regionals. Have you ever played that course down there before? And what are you expecting out of yourself? What kind of scores do you expect out of yourself at the upcoming regionals?
3: Uh, So we have played down there. We had actually the regional preview tournament there in October and uh, I struggled a little bit, but I, uh, I'm playing pretty well right now. And, you know, every time that I tee it up, uh, no matter, you know, every time I tee it up, I'm trying to win. Uh, It doesn't matter if, you know, it's a nine hole friendly match between me and my teammates or, you know, the regional tournament, that's always my goal. And um, I know there's going to be a lot of good players there, but, uh, I have you know the confidence in myself that if I play well that uh, I can come out on
0: top All right if you are going to come out on top what kind of scores are you going to have to shoot
3: <sighs> That's a good question um you know it's hard to say uh not knowing how the course is how tough it's going to be set up um how you know how the weather's going to be but I would say it's going to have to take probably three rounds in the in the mid mid 60s
0: Really? So you're you will yeah. have to have your best rounds of the year down there then without question. For sure, no doubt. Yeah. Do you feel any additional pressure being the only individual from the Gene Act to be competing down there? Do you feel like you're you're carrying the the conference mantle, so to speak?
3: Um in a way, definitely. Um you know, being the only individual there, I think uh you know, there's going to be some higher expectations. Um, but, you know, those are expectations that I've had of myself uh, since the season started. So I don't think really anything changes in terms of pressure.
0: Yeah. Now, you have led the Saints throughout this year. And, again, you're just a sophomore. Matter of fact, you tallied a pair of top five finishes this year, including an individual title to your credit at the Notre Dame Dane Moore University Argonaut Invitational in March, so a couple of months ago now. You finished that three rounds so with a tournament total two over, including your opening round seventy. When when you shot that well in seventy in, in the early part of the of the spring season, did you have did you have any inclination you would continue to play so well and play your way into the regionals? Um before that I
3: um, I thought it was going to take a really good spring to be able to qualify for regionals. Um, but after, you know, that round in that tournament, I knew that um, I had, you know, I had so like so much of a better chance that, um, you know, I, uh, after that win I, I could see that regionals was definitely uh, within reach if I, if I continued to play well. Yeah.
0: Now, what was it? You're, you're a Yakima native. You were all league in both golf and basketball throughout your high school career. First of all, what was it that convinced you that maybe your future at least collegiately uh, was in golf and not instead in basketball?
3: Uh, I just enjoyed golf more. Um, I'm sort of a late bloomer when it comes to golf and i had been playing basketball my whole life. And, um, You know, it was just I knew that I was better in golf and I felt like I had uh, better opportunities in terms of, you know, a better education through golf and basketball. And, you know, I um, I just I love golf so much more.
0: That said, and we're talking with Tyler Fitchett, a member of the St. Martin's University Golf Squad, and he'll be going down to represent the GNAC at the uh, Division 2 Men's Golf West South Central Regional. What was it about the St. Martin's program that lured you across the mountains from Yakima to Lacey? Um part of it was definitely location.
3: Um Lacey is just a it's just a beautiful little town and the campus is uh extremely gorgeous. Um another part is uh our coach Kevin Bishop is you know, you could just, you know, as soon as you meet him, you can tell that he's, you know, full of knowledge and he runs such a great program here. And you could, I could tell from, you know, looking at their past uh, finishes throughout the conference and the region that, you know, this was a pretty, you know, it was a very storied program. And I knew that it was, you know, it was only going to make me better if I joined. And I didn't, I did not uh, hesitate to uh, to come here once I got the offer.
0: Now, certainly, golf is only part of things that uh, you're doing over there at St. Martin's. You're certainly studying, but what are you studying, and what are your uh, career goals?
3: Um, so, currently, so my major is uh, political science, and I plan to um, either get a master's in um, uh, public administration, or I'm also thinking about maybe going to law school after.
0: Have any inspirations to enter the political realm at some point uh, run for elected office or try to be appointed to some political office at some point in your in your future
3: um I get that question a lot when uh I tell people about my major um we that's uh that's a bridge you know that we'll uh, we'll cross when we get to it as as yeah. right now uh i I don't have any plans to do
0: that okay. Well, Tyler, we really appreciate your time here tonight on GNAC Insider. Again, good luck. Carry that GNAC banner and wave it proudly down there at the upcoming regional golf championships. Good luck. And uh, hopefully we'll have an opportunity to talk to you about bringing home a regional title here before too long. That would be outstanding.
3: Thank you. Thank you for having me. I appreciate
0: it. Tyler Fitchett joining us tonight from Lacey, a member and a star of the St. Martin's University golf team. Time for us now to wrap up what happened around the GNAC last week in men's golf. Staying with that, Western Washington headline last week's action the Vikings cruised to a win at the GNAC Championships, earning the conference's automatic bid to the NCAA Division II Championships with a 15 stroke victory at Court Lane. In women's golf, each of the conference's six teams were at the Court Lane Resort in Court Lane as well for the GNAC Championships. Erasing a large deficit on the final day, Simon Frazier rallied to win the tournament with a two-round total score of 613. In track and field, Jake Knight and Northwest Nazarene highlighted a big week throughout the conference. Knight was named the Men's Field Athlete of the Week after setting the GNAC record in the discus at the Idaho-Utah border clash with a mark of 183 feet. In baseball, each of the conference's six teams were back on the diamond last week. Montana State Billings remains on top of the league, most recently sweeping a four-game series against Central Washington over the weekend. And in softball, Central Washington clinched the GNAC's regular season crown. The Wildcats will be the top seed of the GNAC championships after finishing the season with a 21-7 record in GNAC play. That's what happened around the Great Northwest Athletic Conference last week. We are now going to turn our attention next to the world of track and field. And one of the fastest GNAC performers ever is going to join us. Grace Bly will zoom aboard on GNAC Insider right after this timeout. The Wright brothers had a vision to do the impossible. Through
1: perseverance, courage, and drive, their passion took flight. At Concordia University, this kind of revolutionary thinking is part of our DNA. Our MBA students don't learn in a lecture hall. They work as a team on actual case studies, and they appreciate how the evening, weekend, and online options make it easy to fit school into their busy lives. Free textbooks, iPads, and generous scholarships are available too. Concordia MBA grad Dan Reese sums it up like this.
3: The connections you make in a cohort program are really powerful build relationships, you're solving problems together. Everyone makes a commitment to be part of this process. I've built relationships that I know I'll use through the rest of my career.
1: With the Concordia MBA, students learn to question, challenge, problem solve, and collaborate, thinking in new ways to make a positive impact in the workplace. Let your thought revolution begin at ConcordiaMBA.com. That's ConcordiaMBA.com.
0: And back on GNAC Insider, it's my honor now to be joined by the defending conference outdoor champion in the 200 meters, Grace Bly from Seattle Pacific University joins us tonight, junior track and field star. Grace, how are you this evening?
4: Good, how are you?
0: Well, as I said, billboarding your appearance tonight, you're probably one of the, if not the fastest GNAC performer we've had on uh, GNAC Insider this year. Last year, you won the GNAC Championships, which w- with what was then a career best mark of 24.7 seconds. Now, I know that your focus is ahead to this year's GNAC Outdoor Championships. I, I-, I know that's the case, but if, for just a moment, we can go back to last year. You went into the championships last year just as the third seed. You outleaned the field, and you won by four one hundredths of a second. How exciting was it for you to win that title last year?
4: Um, it was a pretty incredible moment. I had definitely worked all year um, for that, and I I wanted it. I wanted it really bad, so I did what I could, and and it turned out that way. It was an incredible field, and um, I was running with some really fast ladies, but I got, I got it in the lean, so... <laughs>
0: Well, as that is the case, when you only win by uh, less than a blink of an eye, four uh, four one-hundredths of a second, I think, probably qualifies for that analogy. Did you know, when did you realize that you had won? I'm sure for a moment there must have been some, well, who won?
4: Yeah. um, If I remember, I just remember looking at the clock, and I think my name popped up um, first, and so that's kind of how I knew um, that I won, but it was pretty incredible the moment my teammates were there with me, and um yeah, <laughs> it was crazy
0: now that twenty four seven you blew that up this year. you went twenty four point forty eight at the Brian Clay Invitational on April the nineteenth so you you obliterated quite frankly your previous mark. How much more is in the tank? How far below twenty four forty eight can you go?
4: Um, I hope a lot. We'll see this weekend, um, what I can do. Uh just been I mean, I've just been training for this. My coaches have prepared me really well um, for this season and this moment and um what happened at Brian Clay was awesome. It was perfect conditions. Uh couldn't have gotten better. It was seventy five, sunny, the wind was just right. So we'll see how it is, um at UW this weekend. Hopefully, you know, I can Keep pushing the envelope, but um, it's been a good season so far. So,
0: well, yeah, a good season. You, you say that <laughs> at the 38th annual Ralph Vernecchia Invitational meet up there in Bellingham, you just came off winning three events there. You won the 100, the 200, and you anchored the 4x4 relay that won as well. So, you say your coaches have prepared you well, but it looks like you have taken their training uh, well, and you are in really tip-top form for for the championships would you would you agree
4: yeah and um i'm excited just to finish up the season it's been a long one but um yeah we've been prepared very well and um it's come to practice and work hard my coaches work hard and um we're just doing the best we can uh, to be the best we can so
0: Now, you talk about your coaches, and I want want to bring up one for a moment. Assistant coach and sprints coach Audra Smith there, she had a a very interesting quote about you. She said, she, meaning you, Grace Bly, knows and understands where she has to go, how deep she has to go into the pain cage, her words, she has to get in order for her to come out with the results that she's expecting. Let's talk about the pain cage for a minute. What's she talking about there and how deep do you have to go to get the results you've gotten this year?
4: Um, I mean, track is a, it's a brutal sport. Um, Running fast is hard work. And um, oftentimes people forget how, how much it hurts (laughs) to sprint. Um, And I've just learned this season. I mean, I run the one, two and 400 and, my mentality used to be like oh well the 100 is so much easier than the 200 it's half half the distance the 200 is easier than the 400 but i've definitely learned this season that it all hurts um maybe in different ways but the one is just as hard as the two the 200 is just as just as hard as the 400. um and so like that pain cage is just being ready to hurt accept the hurt um and and uh, you know compete through it, um, and yeah, it's, it's I've learned a lot. It's it's hard, and I think I can get a lot better at it. It's definitely a, a mental game.
0: Well, it, it is a mental game as long along with being physical. But you have also I think proven to yourself over the course of your career at Seattle Pacific. That you can race with some of the best. I want to go back a couple of years ago, 2017, you had the chance to race against Jenna Prandini, who was actually a 2016 Olympian in a race that took place down there in Eugene, uh, Oregon, at at Hayward Field, which is really kind of a a mecca when you you want to talk about track and field venues what did you learn about racing an Olympian back then that you have been able to take with you over the last couple of years?
4: Uh, Well, that was a very uh, special experience for sure. Um, I think it's just, more focusing on yourself and focusing on um, being the best athlete that you can be you can't control the field you can't control who you're going to be racing whether that's another girl from the GNAC or uh, an Olympian Um, and so I think when you you know step out on that track and get ready to get in those blocks you just have to be uh, prepared to race the best race that you can run and um, and not think about others so
0: now I have some uh, intel from my uh, from my moles over there at Seattle Pacific University that said that if you were putting on a little uh, dinner uh, party at your house, the person you'd want to invite is Queen Elizabeth. Which I, <laughs> I think you're you're the first GNAC, uh, I think you're the first GNAC student athlete I've ever talked to who said that they want to go to dinner with Queen Elizabeth. What is it about the royal family that fascinates you to that extent?
4: I don't know. They're just, they're so different. We don't have anything like that over here in the States. And so I think, uh, you know, the British monarch is very interesting. It has some very interesting history. And uh, Queen Elizabeth has definitely been around uh, the block a few times. She's a pretty incredible lady. And I think it would just be interesting to talk to her about her experiences um, and how she's seen the world change.
0: I have a uh, a piece of memorabilia in uh, my collection here that's fairly near and dear to my heart. It's from my grandmother, who actually has a commemorative uh, little uh, tea plate uh, that was uh, given to her uh, upon the inauguration of Queen Elizabeth in 19, I guess it was 1956. Uh, so maybe someday I can show you that. It's really It, it really is a piece of history that's, uh, that gives you kind of a little bit of a chill when you take a look at it. Now going oh, off I'm that sorry. subject, yeah, it really is. It's a cool thing. You're you're along with the, all the great things you have done on the track. You've done some great things in the classroom as well. There at Seattle Pacific, a 3.75 GPA in exercise science. When your track career is through, and who knows, that may be a ways from now. But when it is, what do you want to do with that exercise science major?
4: Um, Well, um, to be completely honest, uh, I'm not sure. I'm still um, exploring my options as to what I can do with that degree. Um, You know, the future might hold um, graduate school. Maybe I, uh, you know, just go and start working. But um, I just hope to you know, help and empower others through, you know, movement and exercise. I love it. It's made my life amazing. Um, And so I just hope whatever I do, I I can impact others in a positive way.
0: After your collegiate career, do you plan to continue racing unattached?
4: I haven't thought about it, so I don't know. Maybe, maybe not.
0: (laughs) Well, Grace, we really appreciate your time tonight here on GNAC Insider uh it's been a delight to talk to you uh continue success on the track continue to push through that pain cage and and uh hopefully you're going to be able to come back with back-to-back championships in the GNAC and the 200 and who knows maybe take home some more hardware as well but thanks for joining us tonight continue success on the track and in the classroom and I do hope that we have a chance to talk again I hope I get a chance to show you that plate someday
4: yes me too well thank you very much for having me
0: Grace Bly joining us from Seattle Pacific tonight here on GNAC Insider, where it's time for us now to go around the great Northwest Athletic Conference. In outdoor track and field this week, it's going to be highlighted by the GNAC multi-events, which will take place in Ellensburg, Washington. The majority of the conference will be in Seattle, as you heard Grace say just a moment ago, later this week, for the Ken Shannon Invitational. In baseball, all six GNAC teams return to competition to complete the regular season. First place Montana State Billings will look to clinch its second consecutive regular season title as it hosts Concordia for a four game series. In softball, the conference's top four teams will head to Portland for this week's GNAC Championships. The tournament will get underway on Thursday as number two seed Western Oregon faces number three Concordia. Then it's top seeded Central Washington meeting number four seed Northwest Nazarene. Remember that for the latest in the GNAC, all you have to do is go to GNACsports.com to find news and stats, standings, and and a ton more. Also, please connect with us through social media on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at GNAC Sports. We'll wrap up tonight's GNAC Insider, but first, this time out. Remember, if you
1: don't catch us live, listen to GNAC Insider over iTunes or at GNACsports.com. GNAC Insider will be right back. Seattle Pacific University is a premier Christian university where each year 4,000 students catch a vision for making a difference in the world. All across the globe, SPU graduates are making an impact in medicine, technology, athletics, business, education, music, theater, and more. SPU is dedicated to outstanding scholarship and thoughtful faith. It's a powerful combination that brings about change in the lives of graduates and in the people and communities they serve. Seattle Pacific University, engaging the culture, changing the world.
0: Well, just time to once again thank our guests on tonight's GNAC Insider, Seattle Pacific sprinter Grace Bly. St. Martin's men's golf standout Tyler Fitchett and Concordia softball head coach Shelly Whitaker. Thanks to each of them for joining us tonight here on GNAC Insider. Also, thanks to our producer, Connor Pelton, for another job well done. Thanks to GNAC Commissioner Dave Hagland and the entire staff of the Great Northwest Athletic Conference Office. And as always, thanks to you for joining us. We're back your way next week, 7 p.m. Pacific Time, Tuesday night, for our next episode of GNAC Insider. Until then, I'm Robert Lowry, and you can consider yourself a GNAC Insider. So long, pal.
1: GNAC Insider, an update on the NCAA's Great Northwest Athletic Conference. Remember to follow the GNAC through social media. To find us on Facebook or Twitter, search GNAC Sports and locate us on the web at GNACSports.com. GNAC Insider is a production of the Great Northwest Athletic Conference.